0: the answer
2: yes indeed it is and a good morning to you thank two out of five today that's right this is the second and final hour of the authority but i will be hosting dennis prager's program from noon to three today so make sure you tune in after you chill out listen with me to uh, mike gallagher from 11 to noon i'll be back at it at noon uh grover norquist will be joining me as well as michael johns national tea party co-founder and hopefully a little more in-depth analysis from our friend peter Kirsten now, but on the national stage on the dennis prager show today so make sure you're listening for that thanks to congressman jim jordan who joined us last segment i want to set up the next guest in the next segment uh, with the little news coverage from 19 news that's w-o-i-o
3: these folks are members of the ohio christian alliance they came to the medina board of elections demanding that their petition asking for a vote of the public on a law that would eliminate the difference between men and women in all kinds of things one provision really bothers them Now the part of the ordinance that rankles petition signers is that if it's not repealed, it would allow me to walk into the women's room and use it, or it would allow a female worker to walk into the men's room unannounced and use that. It puts one class above another, um, special rights rather than equal rights, and that's what I dislike about it.
1: What about the rights of that 17-year-old girl? What about her privacy
3: rights? They and others objected before the council vote that approved the law, then gathered enough petitions to require a public vote. But the Board of Elections disqualified 59 voters for what were called non-matching signatures. It left the group 44 signatures short of what they needed. We saw it and obtained 47 sworn affidavits with photo uh, uh, identification of these uh, voters. We went to the Board of Elections, where Director Carol Lawler explained the board's position.
1: The board has consulted uh, with our
4: legal counsel, the Medina County Prosecutor. We're following his advice and the advice
5: of the Ohio Secretary of State.
3: The petitioners are also asking the Secretary of State to intervene. If the vote happens, it'll be next November in Medina. Paul nineteen all right, that again was
2: 19 News' this coverage of the uh, uh, press conference yesterday. Pastor Chris Long is the president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. You heard his voice in that cut, and you now hear him live on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning, Pastor Long. How are you, sir?
6: Well, thank you, Bob. It's good to be with you, and I want to say something. I really enjoyed that clip you played of Ronald Reagan, because it really gets to the central subject, and that is the sacredness of our representative republic and the importance of, of the sacredness of the vote and that's what's being denied in medina ohio the board of elections is being derelict in duty in not uh confirming these signatures to the petition and ratifying the referendum for the ballot and we're going to get to the bottom of it and that's why we've called for the secretary of state to conduct an independent audit of the board of elections in medina We believe that a conflict of interest exists within officials at the Board of Elections. And this is what we, the people, must do. We must hold accountable bad actors who are in the public arena that are to serve the people, but unfortunately, Bob, serve their own interests or special interests.
2: We'll talk about the Secretary of State and his response in a moment, but uh, tell me about the conflict of interest. Do you have evidence of a conflict of interest, uh, of interest, Chris, or is it just kind of an assumption because they are, oh, there's no real interest, reason for this? A
6: conflict of interest exists. Okay. For instance, Pam Miller, who is a Democrat mm-hmm. chairwoman of the Board of Elections of Medina County. She is also a former uh, council person, and according to Bill Lamb, a sitting Democrat councilman on Uh, Medina City Council, we have it on video. He said it was Pam Miller who brought the idea of this ordinance to our attention, to this council to consider for passage. Well, that's fine. She has all the right in the world to be involved in the uh, process, but when she wears the hat of the chairman of the Board of Elections, when a referendum was submitted to the board to countermand the action of counsel, by putting it on the ballot and letting the people decide, she should have recused herself from judgment of those petitions. Now, again, understand, partisans are hired at the Board of Elections. I like to look at it this way. In fact, we as an organization, we're not new to the game, as it were, Bob. We've been around a long time about elections. We encourage voter registration across the state of Ohio, encourage people of faith to get out and vote, to participate at their local city councils, county councils, state legislatures, and with members of Congress. We encourage people to take up uh, uh, charter amendments, referendums, and also constitutional amendments when needed, and to hold public officials accountable, and especially calling out those who are bad actors, not upholding the people's trust. What do we have here? This isn't the first time for Medina Board of Elections, by the way. What we found out yesterday is that back on November 18th, we filed with them 47 sworn affidavits of people that they said, who were signers of the petition, that they were uh, invalidated. Well, these are registered voters in the city of Medina. Because
2: because signatures didn't match, they said, right? And that is 100% subjective, is it not?
6: Absolutely, it's a judgment call. In yeah. fact, we haven't seen the comparison. You or I or anyone else outside of board election officials have seen the comparison of what they have and what they said and what the petition is. We know what's on the petition. We have copies of the petition, but then we also have sworn affidavits with photocopy IDs of these people. By the way, they, they volunteered this. You see, we had to, we put out a letter, and they were more than eager to sign it. We didn't know if these people would want to take that extra step to actually sign a sworn affidavit. That's kind of a big deal. You're putting your name and face out there publicly. And 59 were disqualified. We secured 47 of them in about two weeks' time. I was really encouraged and emboldened by the people, and I have the paperwork right next to me in my office, and I'm looking at these people. There's men, there's women, there's young, there's old, there's minorities. These are uh, among the 47 that they're denying their vote. In fact, one of them is a... One of them that was disqualified was the wife of a former county commissioner. I mean, for Pete's sake, you want to talk about sloppy work at the Board of Elections? Please. So, again, the Board of Elections are made up of Democrats and Republicans, like I used to like to think of it as it's two groups of thieves counting over the same pot of money. That's how we keep honesty at the Board of Elections, okay? That's ideally how it's supposed to work. Unfortunately, what you have here is... The Board of Elections is hunkering down. Uh, By the way, the county prosecutor also is an elected official, and he should have been telling them they've provided evidence, review the petitions, see if they're certified, and see if it's accurate, and then certify them. That's what should have happened. In fact, I'm told by other Board of election officials in other counties, they said we absolutely would have done that. Sworn affidavits are really a high plane of verification. Yet they ignored it. And now we're in the seventeenth day since those documents were submitted over there at the counter. And yesterday they informed Marie Noth, who was the, uh, you know, she was the presenter for the petition, and myself, that they had done nothing since we brought to them, including not advising or uh, notifying the Secretary of State, which boards of election are obligated according to law to forward those documents on to the Secretary of State and they've done nothing.
2: So you have requested of the Secretary of State that they conduct an in, uh, investigation into the practices of the Medina County Board uh, of Elections and what response what did you our get?
6: Secretary of State said on numerous occasions that the importance of every vote counts that that sacrament of the vote of the people of just as you played that clip at the beginning of those men and women who have given their lives for our representative form of government, that it's so important they need to oversee to make sure that nobody's right to vote is violated. Here, we're telling the secretary, we're putting a letter to him today, although he got the press release yesterday, so his people are aware of it, but we're putting a very specific letter to him. 47 individuals in the city of Medina are waiting to see if they're going to get grant, be granted justice by the chief elections officer of this state.
2: And uh, your response from the Secretary of State has been nothing yet?
6: As of not, no. We're going to give him time. It hasn't been 24 hours yet, so I'm sure that I'm hopeful that his committee and council is looking into this, and uh, they'll take the uh, evidence that was presented to them and review it. So... Again,
2: you know, I'm going to reach out to them. I'm going to reach out to the secretary because uh, we've had him on a couple of times already about matters uh, with relative to, uh, like you said, you know, the sanctity of the vote, uh, you know, purging the voter rolls, rather, of those who have not been active and those who are not alive and so on and so forth to make sure that everything is on the up and up. And uh, he's been very, uh, uh, Secretary Leroy has been very upfront about that. So hopefully uh, he'll be able to come on and explain to us what their intentions are with this. Um, Chris, before we, we go though, just we're, we're talking so solely about the petitions and the um, negligent actions and the conflicted actions, as you pointed out, of the board. But let's talk about the substance of the issue, the ordinance in in the first place. You have talked about this at length, and so have I, but give us a, a, a bit of a reminder of why this is so important to you, the Ohio Christian Alliance, and should be impor, uh, uh, important to anybody, particularly those interested in protecting women.
6: Well, that's right. It's, it's important to 1,200 members of the community who signed the petition originally to put it on the ballot because the council had taken an action that was a comprehensive ordinance of special rights to LGBTQ persons. Again, most of the citizens didn't have objections with the non discrimination of uh, uh, hiring or housing, but when it comes to public accommodation portion, and you're talking about transgender uh, individuals using uh, bathrooms of the opposite sex or in schools, uh, opposite-sex members using bathrooms, showers, locker rooms, athletic programs. This is where many parents in the community had real reservations and concerns and wanted to, quite honestly, roll back the action of councils. Uh, they actually tried to bring those concerns to council, but they ignored them in their tone-deaf manner, and they went ahead and voted this in quickly back on July 8th without much uh, public uh, review. Now, they'll argue that they did have public review, but when you talk to people in the community, they only became aware of it as it surfaced in the papers about four weeks before its passage, and there was one or two meetings after that. And then the the final meeting, of course, where people came to object, they went ahead and just voted it, rather than postponing it. We asked them to postpone, to allow for more public input. So what's the recourse of the people? The right of referendum. A referendum puts the measure directly on the ballot, and it's an up-or-down vote. And if the people overturn the action of council, then council has to go back, rewrite the law with input from the community. That's how it's supposed to work.
2: Pastor Chris Long, the president of the Ohio Christian Alliance, still doing great work on behalf of the community, and specifically women who are the most vulnerable uh, in these uh, instances where these uh, special rights are being granted people, allowing men to cross over into private areas uh, that that have traditionally and historically been restricted to women and women only. That's what it's all about. Uh, Pastor Long, again, I will follow up with the Secretary of State's office. If you find out anything from uh, the Secretary that uh, we need to know, make sure you check back in with us.
6: Absolutely. And people can be following this and other stories at our website at ohioca.org.
2: Pastor Chris Long, thank you, sir. That's uh, Pastor Long on AM 1420. The answer. We'll get a timeout now. We're guest free the rest of the way. So let's open the phones 216 945 888 281 1110. Right back after this on The Authority.
0: It's the Bob France Authority here on AM 1420. The answer.
2: 10-28, good Wednesday to you. Got uh, 32 minutes of Outstanding Awesome left for you on this broadcast. Three more hours of Outstanding Awesome when the uh, Dennis Prager Show commences at noon. I'll be sitting in for Dennis today, very much looking forward to that. Uh, Going to discuss this on Dennis Prager's program. Dennis Prager is, is, of course, a Jew. I'm sure he wishes he could comment on this. You know, this is the way I just put it up on social media. I just posted it during the last break. Um, The left-wing press, enemy of the people they are, is biased and dishonest. The left-wing readers who trust the left-wing press are stupid. Evidence of both of those is in this story that I promise you, Jewish Dennis Prager wishes he could comment on today, and he probably will at another point. President Trump is being accused of anti Semitism for his executive order that protects Jews. What? Yeah. And it's all because of the incompetent, dishonest left wing press, in this case, the New York Times. A poorly worded tweet by the New York Times has led to all kinds of left-wing, especially Hollywood types, ripping Donald Trump, calling him a Nazi, calling him a Russian, saying that this is exactly what happened to the Jews before the Holocaust. The New York Times politics tweet, NYT politics tweet reads, Quote, President Trump will sign an executive order defining Judaism as a nationality, not just a religion, thus bolstering the Education Department's efforts to stamp out boycott Israel movements on college campuses. Now, if you read it slowly and carefully, you understand that's a good thing. It's defining Judaism as a nationality, not just a religion. That helps Jews in america all right but because the word not was stuck in there in such a, a, an unusual way not ju- or excuse me not the word just or not the word not but the word just was stuck in there it was misunderstood by idiot left-wingers who read it thinking that what it said was trump will declare judaism to be a nationality and not a religion at all which is one of the things that was done prior to the holocaust this is it is in it is amazing. The number of left wing Jews who are responding to this on social media as if Donald Trump was doing something to harm Jews or Judaism rather than to protect Jews is staggering. But this is what you deal with when you have a dishonest press. Two one six nine zero one zero nine four five. Join me on the program next on AM fourteen twenty the answer. 1035. We roll onward. Thanks for joining us. 2169010945 if you want to join us literally on the program. 888-281-1110. So get this. After months of wall-to-wall coverage, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, CNN giving coverage to the impeachment inquiry run by Adam Schiff, run by uh, Jerry Nadler, and run by, of course, by the Speaker Nancy Pelosi, after just wall-to-wall coverage of that. Now the Senate Judiciary Committee has taken over, and they are grilling Michael Horowitz, the Inspector General, for his report, or about his report. CNN refuses to carry it live. I want you to ponder that for just a moment if you can. CNN arguing that this is all in America's best interest to see what and learn what needs to be learned by the testimony given from a bunch of witnesses who witnessed nothing in the House version of the impeachment inquiry. They give nonstop coverage to it as the left continues to throw lie after lie after lie out there to the American people through CNN, mostly, about Donald Trump. Active participants in the hoax, CNN was. They had James Comey on as a regular guest. They had James Clapper on. They had Brennan on. They used CNN, did those uh, individuals in uh, in the deep state, to take the hoax against Donald Trump public. Their own contributors, Sean Davis points this out, are being criminally investigated for their actions in perpetrating this hoax. And yet... CNN is not taking the Senate uh, uh, Judiciary Committee Committee, uh, testimony uh, of Michael Horowitz live. As Ari Fleischer pointed out when he tweeted this eight minutes ago, it's a perfect example of how media bias works. It's not just what you say or what you cover. It's what you don't say or don't cover or don't allow to be said. That's what they are masters at. So CNN is not carrying the Lindsey Graham-led uh, Senate Judiciary Committee hearing in which they are questioning and sometimes somewhat grilling Michael Horowitz, who wrote the excuse me Inspector General's report. Lindsey Graham sits there spitting fact after fact after fact out to really really kind of expose what was done to Donald Trump by way and the expose by the way in. The Inspector General's report, which came out on Monday, is legitimate. It is real. It is serious. That expose is there. Horowitz did a good job of pointing out all of the things that were done wrong by the FBI in order to target Donald Trump and his campaign staff. The biggest mistake he made was saying that there was a legitimate reason to start then the surveillance by the FBI and that there was no political motivation. So they're getting to the bottom of all of that on CNN, or excuse me, uh, in the Senate Judiciary hearing now, and CNN is looking the other way. If it isn't somebody taking shots at Trump, we don't want a camera in the room. You understand how that works? If it's not somebody advancing our liberal, anti Trump, never Trump, Trump derangement syndrome agenda, we don't want any cameras or microphones in the room. That's what it comes down to. Unbelievable, isn't it? It shouldn't be. It is absolutely believable. This is what they do. They gave nonstop airtime to Jerry Nadler and Adam Schiff, trashing Donald Trump as being some sort of <coughs> some sort of monarch who is trying to uh, you know exert his authority over the will of the people and the liberties granted in the Constitution. Blah blah blah. Uh, then uh, here comes an investigation or at least witness questioning uh, by the inspector general. And uh, we, you know, they're sitting they're like the, uh, you know, uh, the three monkeys, uh, you know, hands over their ears, eyes and mouth. Hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. Uh, just that, 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 look, we're looking over there. We're not looking over here. We don't want you to see what's going on in the Senate Judiciary Committee. See, this is why I will say this, too. Hugh Hewitt asked Ted Cruz about whether or not this should be something that the leader of the Senate just dismisses, uses the read rule to essentially dismiss and not take up the articles of impeachment that are going to be sent to them for trial, or hold the trial and just open the books on everybody, everybody, from the whistleblower to uh, Schiff to Hunter Biden to Joe Biden to Nadler. I mean, all, just open the books on everybody. There's a real legitimate debate in a lot of conservative circles about the best way to approach uh, the trial or the potential trial of the president. I have now come to the conclusion and the agreement with Senator Cruz. It's up to them, but I would like to see the trial. I want to make CNN carry the, the trial when Adam Schiff isn't calling the shots. I would like to see MSNBC carry the trial when... Uh, Jerry Nadler and Nancy Pelosi are the minor or Well, it's not them because they're on the House side, but you understand what I mean. The uh, Democrats are the minority party and can't make the decisions that the chairman who will gavel people into silence will be uh, Chairman uh, 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 Lindsey Graham rather than Chairman Jerry Nadler. I want to see the shoe on the other foot. If they don't want to cover this, it's because they don't want you to see. They don't want you to hear the truth. And I want to make them hear it, I want to make you hear, it. I want to make them present it. Lindsey Graham is going off uh on uh, on Michael Horowitz, even as we speak there are uh, There is a live feed here, and i 'm going to try to tap into it if I can uh, because uh from what I am reading during our breaks here, it is a tremendous um performance, and I don 't want to that's probably the wrong word that characterizes it as, as as if they're trying to put on a TV show, but it is a tremendous um speech and questions, etc., that are being asked by the chairman of the Judiciary Committee in the Senate, uh, Lindsey Graham. Let me see if we can do this.
4: That's what this is about. Whether you believe it or not, I believe it. And you know what? It could happen to y'all next time. There's some pretty passionate people on our side that I wouldn't want to be investigating any of you. So what happens next? They get a warrant twice more when they know it's a bunch of garbage. They lie to the court about the actual interview. I don't know what McCabe and Comey knew, but I'm dying to find out. And should they have known? June 2016, 2017. This is the next time they take the law in their own hands. Mr. Smith. six months after being told the dossier is a bunch of garbage, Smith alters an email from the CIA to change it from he is to he's not. Because if they had told the court that Page was working for the CIA, it explains the contact in the dossier. Mr. Kleinsmith had a chance in his mind to make things right, and he took it. Why did he take the law in his own hands? Why did he doctor the email? Did it have anything to do with the way he sees Donald Trump's presidency? You know what? It really doesn't matter what he was thinking. It matters what he did. And I'm glad you found out what he did. I'm glad you told the country what he
2: did. This is Lindsey Graham speaking to Inspector General Michael Horowitz before Horowitz's testimony.
4: So, Mr. Horowitz, the 17 irregularities that you found... Some of them are earth-shattering. Some of them should scare the hell hell out of all of us. I just want to end sort of where I began. This is not normal. Don't judge the FBI and the Department of Justice by these characters. We're better than this. Like many of you, I've worked with the FBI a lot of my time in government. I have a great respect for it. Director Ray, you got a problem. And for this hearing to mean anything, we got to fix it. And the way we fix it is listen to Mr. Horowitz and get the director of the FBI in here to try to find out a way to make sure this never happens again to any politician in this country. If it's Trump today, it could be you or me tomorrow. And imagine, ladies and gentlemen, If they can do this to the candidate for the president of the United States, what could they do to you? So the Trump presidency will end in a year or five years. I don't know when. I hope he gets reelected. But we can't write this off as being just about one man or one event. We've got to understand how off the rails the system got. And I'll leave um, with some optimism here. I think Democrats and Republicans are willing to make sure this never happens again, that if you open up a counterintelligence investigation on a presidential campaign in the future, there needs to be more checks and balances. I want you to audit the FISA process. Mike Lee and Senator Lee. Are probably the standard bearers for civil liberties. Crews, a lot of people, we all care, but these are the two that constantly want to make sure that somebody's watching those who watch us. They're worried about metadata. While I may not agree with all of your concerns or all of your solutions, I respect the fact that you care. I hope. You won't treat this report as finding a lawful investigation with a few irregularities. I'm a pretty hawkish guy. But if the court doesn't take corrective action and do something about being manipulated and lied to, you will lose my support.
2: Senator Lindsey Graham speaking directly to the Inspector General of the uh, United States, uh, Michael Horowitz who released his report about FBI surveillance of Trump campaign members, Trump transition team members, and Trump administration members, telling him, you cannot authorize this as a lawful action with just a few irregularities. It is an unlawful action that was taken against uh, Donald Trump. And more importantly, to me anyway, and maybe it's just because I like hearing people in high positions of authority echo me, As Lindsey Graham pointed out, this isn't about one man. This isn't about Donald Trump. This isn't about just this election and just this set of circumstances. This is about the presidency. This is about future presidents and just future situations involving regular citizens. That's what I've been saying for a long time. If they can do this to Donald Trump, they will do this to other presidential candidates or other sitting presidents, and it will go both ways. And perhaps it should. Republicans are not going to allow Democratic presidents that they don't like to just skate by with things that Obama was allowed to skate by on before, things like Fast and Furious, things like Obstruction of Congress, that they are now impeaching Trump for. The Republicans let go with Barack Obama. In the future, though, you don't think there's going to be political payback? Republicans will do this to a Democrat president. Democrats will do it again to a Republican president, because the precedent has been set. Lindsey Graham is right. This needs to be branded as what it was, an unlawful abuse of power by the FBI at the behest of the DNC and the Hillary Clinton campaign in an effort to stop a political rival. That's what it was. Make no mistake about it. That's what it was. An unlawful act against a one, a one man and his campaign. And it will lead to more of the same type of treatment of future candidates. And as Lindsey Graham said, you don't even have to be a candidate for president if they can do this to him and do this to his campaign what can they do to you? What can a government that is not being watched, that is not being checked, as he said, he called for more checks and balances of the FISA program, an audit of the FISA program, the the uh, foreign uh, um, um, international surveillance court, uh, surveillance uh, uh, agency. What 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 can we do to rein them in? Somebody has to be watching the watchers. And that is exactly correct. So, Lindsey Graham laying it out. Uh We've got time for a couple of phone calls, which we'll take right after this on AM 1420, The Answer.
0: When you're a stranger, faces look up Bob France, here on AM 1420, The Answer.
4: When you're unwanted, streets are uneven. When you're down,
0: when you're strange. Faces come out of the brain. When you're strange.
2: All right, 1053, final segment of the Authority. The President of the United States has been busy tweeting and retweeting this morning. I want to share a couple of them with you. Uh, zero evidence president wrote, and he's quoting Ted Cruz here, zero evidence that any law was broken. They're not even alleging that a law was broken. This is an uh, abuse of the Constitution. It is using impeachment as a campaign tool, end quote. And he uh, accredited uh, at Senator Ted Cruz for that. Then tweeting, 30 minutes ago, the president said, wow, all of our priorities have made it into the final NDAA. That's the National Defense Authorization Act. Uh, pay raises for our troops, rebuilding our military, paid parent leave, border security, and space force. Congress, don't delay this anymore. I will sign this historic defense legislation immediately. So the president is out there being very busy and active in getting his message out, especially after a hugely successful rally in Hershey, Pennsylvania, uh, last night. Uh, let me get a couple of these in here before we go. TJ, in Cleveland. Thanks for waiting. You're on the air. Big job. so not
5: the dog? <laughs> Um, yeah, you know you
2: talk that's not Conan, is it? Hold uh, hold on, on as I got a glitched you there, TJ. That's not Conan, is it?
5: Uh, she's actually bigger than Conan. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know this sleazy media you talk about. You look at yesterday's uh, front page at a plane dealer. Big bold article uh, headlines. No political bias found. And underneath the headline was not a picture of Horowitz who said that. They had a picture of Barr. So the average uninformed dummy would look at this and right away associate, well, the Attorney General said there's no bias, no political bias. This is what they do.
2: That's exactly right. There's no context to it because what Barr said is that he disagrees with the finding that there was no political bias.
5: And one other thing off the subject, Bob, since she opened her big mouth, you know, my shepherd is the typical welfare queen. I mean, she doesn't work. She gets free hospitalization, free food, free lodging, and I even caught her trying to send a mail-in ballot to Hillary Clinton in the last election.
2: (laughs) TJ, you take care of that young lady. Uh, Thanks for the (laughs) call, my man. Let me go to uh, Dave in Lakewood. Dave, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Go ahead, Dave.
5: When I see the despicable things the Republicans have tried to do to Donald Trump in the last four years, remember that song, Thank God I'm a Country Boy?
2: Sure, Of course. Thank God I'm conservative. I like it, Dave. I appreciate it. Yeah, there have been too many Republicans that have tried to uh, take down Donald Trump along with the, uh, the Democrats, members of the deep state. Yeah, I agree with you. And uh, you're right. Those people are not conservatives. They are just Republicans. And there is a difference. BJ in North Olmstead. Hi, BJ. Go ahead. What a week, huh, Bob. it uh,
6: been pretty fascinating and pretty much what we spoke about, and you've been speaking about, the awakening I think the American public truly is awakening to what's going on. And and the sadness of it is that the, the other side has such contempt for the country they live in and for the people who want to honor the Constitution. They claim the, that they want to protect the Constitution. They're defecating on it. It's sad to see on the other side. But I think more are waking up. Thanks for your time, and have a great
2: week. Thank you BJ I appreciate it and you're right there are there are people on the other side that absolutely and, and what what the most frustrating thing about it BJ and and everyone is that they claim they're the ones doing the protecting of the Constitution. How many times did you hear Nancy Pelosi in our announcing the in- inquiry and then announcing the articles of impeachment that we are, excuse me, we are protecting our country against somebody who is trying to subvert the Constitution? They're accusing Trump of being the one that is trying to subvert the Constitution and that they are the great protectors. They are the ones who shred it on a daily basis with every vote they take, with every proposal they make, and with every lie and accusation and allegation that they fake they are shredding the constitution it, the the number of examples of democrats accusing republicans of that with which they are that of which they are guilty the number of times they accuse conservatives of doing what they themselves are doing is is too long to list but we do it as often as we can last call of the day is going to come from uh, Diane in West Park hi diane go right ahead
4: Hi, Bob. I just want to say that for the Times Person of the Year, Little Miss Greta Thunder, who I call (laughs) her, uh, poor Little Miss Greta Thunder, I'm going to send her a lump of coal for her Christmas stocking.
2: Well, you know what? Uh, I love that. I love that because of so many different levels. The fact that you are sending her a piece of fossil fuel to, (laughs) to, to let her know what you think of her at Christmas and what a bad little girl she has been, that, I believe, is priceless. Very, very well done. That's a great phone call to end the show on today. All right, as a reminder... We'll end this show that way, and we'll all settle in to listen to Mike Gallagher for the next hour. And then at noon, I'm coming back. I'll be sitting in for the great Dennis Prager today. We have three huge guests lined up, including Michael Johns, co-founder of the National Tea Party Movement, responding and reacting to the articles of impeachment. We'll have... Grover Norquist, President of Americans for Tax Reform, is going to be joining us to discuss um, uh, how the uh, Trump tax cuts have benefited the, uh, the business in every state in America. And then Peter Kersenau will join me as well. So make sure you listen to Prager at Noon. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.
0: Enjoy the silence.